You're listening to a Sunday service podcast from First Universalist Church of Minneapolis, a faith community that welcomes, affirms, and protects the light in each human heart, listens deeply to where love is calling us next, and with humility, courage, and compassion, works to create a more just world. To learn more, visit us at firstuniversalistchurch.org. Let's do it. Good morning. Let's sing. Will you rise? I'm on my way to the freedom land. Will you say it with me? I'm on my way to the freedom land. Yes, I'm on my way to the freedom land. This is a warm up. I'm on my way to the freedom land. That's it. Here we go.
All right. The calisthenics portion of worship, <laughs> having ended for the moment, <laughs> I welcome you into the practice of worship here at First Universalist Church. We're glad you're here. Harriet's going to help us light the chalice. Will you come up? And, and while Harriet is lighting the chalice, I invite you to speak the words that we use as a covenant with one another. It starts with a very important word. Anybody know that word? Love. Yes, indeed. Here, let's say it together. Love, Love is the and service is its law. This is our great covenant. Together in peace, perfect. Seek the truth in love and to help Thank you, Harriet. Thank you, everyone. Oh, that's all right. Yeah, support people. Yes, yes, yes. Welcome to a special moment in our year. It is a bell of the coming fall and the coming start of the church year and the coming start of the school year for so many of us. It's our annual Backpack Blessing, Backpack Blessing 2023. Can you believe it was just 1990, y'all? Okay, kids, 1990 was way back, never mind. No matter who you are, no matter why or how you have arrived here, we are glad that you are here. It's a blessing that you are here, and we mean to be a blessing to you. Thank you for bringing your time, your whole self to this room. Together we make worship in the spirit of community, in the spirit of love, in the spirit of freedom, and in the spirit of its action word, justice. I'm Dr. Glenn Thomas Rideout. I'm Director of Worship Arts Ministries here, and I'm very proud to be joined in worship by a team of collaborators, conspirers, that are making this uh, happen in leadership. The Reverend Jen Crow, our senior minister, uh, and, and Franco uh, Holder is with us as pianist, and yes, I agree. All right, wait, I mean, I mean, if we're, if we're going to do that, then we're going to, sh we're going to show appreciation for everybody. So let me start again. Uh, appreciate it at the end. Of I mean, because uh, Reverend Jen Crow, right? Yeah, right, right? It takes a whole village. And then Franco Holder. Yes, and, and Reverend Ashley is with us. And Harut is with us. And Allison is with us. And Olu and John are with us. Yes. And there are greeters and ushers and congregants and members and people preparing coffee. Yeah! I made the mistake of having a Red Bull this morning. 
As we begin our service of worship together, I invite you into a practice that opens each of our services together just to arrive more closely here. We take three breaths together. I invite you to do them to take those breaths slowly enough that you can feel the surface beneath you. And together in silence, let us arrive more deeply here. Each of us, in our own strand of life, weaving this tapestry of love and action, we are gathered for worship. The song we sing now is called we give thanks. And, and the words go like this. Oh, we give thanks for this precious day, for all gathered here and those far away, for this time we share with love and care. Oh, we give thanks for this precious day. We'll start with this side again. Franco, would you help us? Mm-hmm. And we'll just sing after them, right? Oh, we give thanks. Oh, we give, oh, we give for this precious day, for this precious for all gathered here, for all gathered, and those far away, and those far away, for this time we With love and care, we give thanks for this precious day. Let's say it one more time. I'm Allison Connolly Vetter. I use she and her pronouns, and I'm the new interim director of Children, Youth, and Families Ministries here at First U. I'm so happy to be here with you all. <laughs> Thank you. I'd like to invite all our kids and youth up for a story. I invite also our middle schoolers and our older youth to come up and be a model for our younger kids of how to participate faithfully in worship here at First U. And as you come up, you can take a seat on the floor right here, and you can face this way. You can take a seat on the floor and face this way, face towards us. Beautiful, beautiful. Come on up. All ages are welcome, our youngest to our oldest. Find spots. Find a spot. Beautiful. Wonderful. Thank you, everybody. 
we're going to read a story that ties into something that we talked about at summer camp this week. Now, who was at summer camp last week? Yeah, yeah, so fun. We had such a great time. And at summer camp, we talked about an idea that we're going to hear about more in this story. And after we read this story, I'm going to ask you, what was it we talked about at camp? That's a connection, okay? And we're going to have Willa read our story. Willa was one of our fabulous counselors at camp last week, one of your counselors, and she's going to read our story for us. So take it away, Willa. This story is called The Invisible String by Patrice Karst. Liza and Jeremy, the twins, were asleep one calm and quiet night. But suddenly it began to rain very hard. Thunder rumbled until it got so loud that it woke them up. Mommy, mommy, they cried out as they ran to her. Don't worry, you two. It's just the storm making all that noise. Go back to bed. We want to stay close to you, said Jeremy. We're scared. Mom said, you know we're always together no matter what. But how can we be together when you're out here and we're in bed, asked Liza. Mom held something right in front of them and said, this is how. Rubbing their sleepy eyes, the twins came closer to see what Mom was holding. I was about your age when my mommy first told me about the invisible string. I don't see a string, said Jeremy. You don't need to see the invisible string. People who love each other are always connected by a very special string made of love. But if you can't see it, how do you know it's there, asked Liza. Even though you can't see it with your eyes, you can feel it with your heart and you know that you are always connected to everyone you love. When you're at school and you miss me, your love travels all the way along the string until I feel it tug on my heart. And when you tug it right back, we feel it in your hearts, says Jeremy. Does Jasper the cat have an invisible string, Liza asked. Sure does, says Mom. And best friends like me and Lucy, asked Liza. Best friends too. How far can the string reach? Anywhere and everywhere, Mom said. Would it reach me even if I were a submarine captain deep in the ocean, asked Jeremy. Yes, Mom said, even there. Or a mountain climber, even there. A ballerina in France, even there. A jungle explorer, even there. How about an astronaut out in space? Yes, even there. Then Jeremy quietly asked, can my string reach all the way to Uncle Brian in heaven? Yes, even there. Does the string go away when you're mad at us? Never, said Mom. Love is stronger than anger, and as long as love is in your heart, the string will always be there. Even when you get older and you can't agree about things like what movie to see, or what game to play in the back seat, or what time to go to bed. Oh, that's right, you two should be in bed. <laughs> and with that, they all laughed as Mom chased the twins back to their beds. Within a few minutes, they were asleep, even though the storm was still making the same loud noises outside. As they slept, they started dreaming of all the invisible strings they have and all the strings their friends have. And their friends have, and their friends have, and their friends have, until everyone in the world was connected by invisible strings. And from deep inside, they now could clearly see no one is ever alone. Thank you, Willa. Can everyone say thank you, Willa? So who can tell me from day camp, what part of that did we talk about this week? Yeah, Tupelo. Um, we, we did an act, well, um, so after we did an activity where we each, um, like, um, we did an activity and after, so we talked about the fact that we all have a, like, 
Yes, we talked about how we all have an invisible string, right? Does any, can you look up at these pictures up here, this picture up here? Who from summer camp can tell me what did we do to make that picture? Yeah, Harry, what did we do? Yes. Yes, we threw a yarn ball around the circle. Everyone tied it around their wrist, and by the end, we were all connected in this web of string. Now, did we throw it to just anybody? How did we decide who we were going to throw it to? Who remembers? Yeah, Darwin. Yes, we asked a question, and whoever said yes to the question, we could throw the yarn ball to one of them. So, for example, what's a question we might have asked somebody before we threw the string? Yes, Sam. Um, who has bunnies? Who has bunnies? Maybe someone like us has a bunny, and then we can throw our string to someone else who has a bunny. And look at the end. We're all connected by this amazing web. And there's still more people that you can't see in the picture. We were a whole circle. So this is what I would call a visible string, right? You can see it, you can feel it. Some of us tugged on it, maybe even if we weren't supposed to. Uh, definitely visible, right? You can feel it, and you can feel it in real life, and you can pull on it, and you can see how we're connected. But an invisible string, we have to use our imaginations, and we have to use our memories to remember it, even when we can't see it and we can't feel it. So something we talked about at camp was thinking about who might be on the other end of our invisible string. Someone who loves us, okay? So let's take a minute. Everybody, this is for everybody, think about who loves us who's on the other end of our invisible string. A person, maybe it's a community, maybe it's a family, maybe it's a place. Who's on the other end of our invisible string? All right, my friends up here, let's shout it out. Who's on the other end? Pop, parents, family, sibling, popcorn, yeah. Valid, valid. Lake Superior. Your mom? A creek? Lydia? Oh, Lillian. Yes, yeah, so our friends, our family, Jonah. How about out here? Shout it out. Who's on your invisible strings? Yes, absolutely. We're all connected to each other by invisible strings. We are never what? We are never alone. We are never what? We are never. We are never what? We are never. We are never what? We are never. Because we're connected by what? Invisible string. Beautiful. Thank you all so much. Like when we think about love. We also talked this week about prayer, right? Did we talk about prayer at day camp? Who has ever said a prayer? Who do you think has said a prayer up here? Anybody? Have a couple of us said prayers before in our lives? We're about to go into a time of prayer and remembering. And I want you to be thinking about who are you holding in your heart? Maybe people on the other end of your invisible string. Maybe people you love. So be thinking about that, and Reverend Ashley is going to invite us uh, to move into a time of prayer. Hi, everybody. Hi, everybody down here and out there and in Zoom land and in the future in YouTube land. So 
you all have these strings. And if you close your eyes, maybe you can picture how they go across in a web in this room. If there are so many people attached to each other's hearts in this room, it makes a crisscrossy web. And beyond this room to all the people we love and places we love. And this is the thing about that web. When we're sad or having big feelings that are, that are happy or sad, we can have the web hold them with us. I know, I just went conceptual, but we can handle it. <laughs> when you feel a big feeling, you can think about who's on the other end of your string and think maybe if they're holding it with you, it doesn't have to feel so lonely. And maybe if you're having a big joyful feeling, if you share it with somebody on the other end of that string or with this web as a whole, that joy grows. So that's what we do during this time. We hold all of the joys and the hard stuff together. And I invite you now to share with this gathered beloved community what you need help holding. Holiness that dwells within and beyond us. Hold our joys. Hold our pain and our praise as we speak them aloud into this space, as we let them rest silently on our hearts, as we name them in the chat so that we might lessen the load and spread the joy. What do you offer to the web? Anyone down here, anything you want to hold in the web with us? Does anybody have anything that's on your heart, a joy or a concern or a gratitude or a sorrow that you want to share? What is it? Tell me. Your mom's on the other side of your string. Yes, let's hold your mom. What are you holding? Your mom and your best friend Lillian, yes and your dad, your brother, what else, what else is on our hearts, our joys, yes, yes, your family and your friends and your grandma whose cancer came back, yes, grateful to get to go to a birthday party after this, yes, we hold all of this in our web of connection. Any other prayers, joys, concerns, gratitudes from the pews? We pray this morning for all of those, and especially Dick Young, who mourn the death and celebrate the incredible life of Carolyn Young, who died peacefully this past week. Like I said, we wrap Dick, her husband of 67 years, in prayer, especially memorial plans still to come. 
And we hold Kathy Strube in prayer as she mourns the death of her father, Dan Strube, whose memorial service was held on Friday. We also hold our beloved community of UU churches in states with rising extremism in our prayers, especially those facing violence and threats of violence. And we hold collectively in our web of Sunday morning this beautiful, beautiful bowl of water with stones in it that are the joys and concerns and gratitudes of our campers from this whole week of camp. They put one in every morning. Thank you all. Those of you who are sitting on the ground, you may return to your seats and we will sing Spirit of Life. Sing together. Spirit of life, come unto me. Sing in my heart all the stirrings of compassion. Loving that image of the invisible string in our imaginations. All the ways that that connects us to each other in here, to folks that other people here don't know, family, past and present, friends, all of them, our hearts connected by this invisible string. That web of connection, right? Sometimes we only really feel it when things are super hard and we need each other. Sometimes we feel it when we are celebrating. Sometimes we feel it when we're singing. But that web of connection is always, always there. Now, when my wife Loretta and I decided that we were going to have kids, one of the things we were really intentional about, so on purpose about, was we knew that that was a way bigger job than any one or two people could do on their own. We were going to need a web of connection to help us with that. It was going to be friends and family, sure, but it was also going to be intentional connections that we made at school with our kids and also at church. These were going to be the two places we really dug in and looked for and built that web of connection to help support us. Turns out it's also been with all of our pets who are an invaluable part of the team. 
The dogs are a very important piece of this family and this web of connection. But I have to tell you, what's that? Amen. Amen. Indeed. So, but building this web of connection, right, it's not always the easiest thing to do because you don't always want to get out of bed in the morning. You don't always want to go try something new. You don't always feel like, yes, I want to go into a room where I know no one and figure it out, right? Sometimes that's a little bit hard to do. So one of the things that happened when my daughter Kate was going to preschool was that one of the things was that saying goodbye part, right, at the drop off at the door was really hard. And the thing is, right, for all of us, hellos and goodbyes can be hard moments sometimes. They can be joyful too, but it helps to have some intention, to say those hellos and goodbyes on purpose. It's one of the things I've learned how to do in community, right? So we tried all kinds of things for that goodbye moment at the drop-off at preschool. All kinds of things that didn't work terribly well, let me say. But then there was one morning we were on our way, and I remembered this poem that I had learned when I was in this time of memorizing all the bits of poetry I could. And it went like this, beginning and the end of the poem, almost exactly the same. I carry your heart with me. I carry it in my heart. I carry your heart. I carry it in my heart. It's a little bit of an E.E. E. Cummins poem, right? And I remembered, I carry your heart. I carry it in my heart. And we were standing there at the cubbies where I was going to drop Kate off for the day. And I saw this little jar of magic markers, right? All different colors and stuff. And it came to me and I grabbed one of those markers and I said, give me your hand. And she opened up her little palm, right? We took out this magic marker and we did something that you just don't do, or parents don't do anyway. I drew on her with the magic marker, right? And I drew a heart on her hand. And then I gave her the marker and I said, now you do it for me and she drew the heart on my hand. And it turned out we did this every day for probably a year. At drop-off, we would stop, and I would say in my head or out loud, I carry your heart, I carry it in my heart. And we would draw these hearts on our hands, right? Some of you might remember if you were with us during the, the heart of the pandemic times, we would do this on Zoom. Right? We would draw the heart on our hand as a way to remember we were connected. And that's where it came from. And I got to say, I thought initially, oh, this might be a problem when I show up to work every day with a heart drawn on my hand, like sometimes I'm in kind of serious meetings and stuff. And uh, it turned out it actually was really helpful for me because I would remember that we were connected wherever I was and whatever we were doing. And sometimes I would get to tell other people about it, too and say, this is what my daughter and I do to stay connected. And it ended up being something we could share as a way of remembering our connections. So I bring this up because sometimes the things that we learn when we go to church or we go to school, it's really not at all about the information that's happening, right? It's not about what you're going to write down on a test or how well you're going to do on that essay that's actually being scored by a robot, right? Like the things you're learning are really, really important, right? They're about how to be together, how to remember that you're connected, how to remember to be kind. 
I recently read a quote from a headmaster of a school from the 1930s, and this is what he said about what school was for. His hope was that he was going to be helping to cultivate young people who were passable at a dance and invaluable at a shipwreck. <laughs> passable at a dance, invaluable in a shipwreck. People that would be there, kind in the cafeteria, helpful in the hallways, looking out for the folks who need a little extra support and care and welcome, and in a crisis, the folks you really want to turn to. So as we are making our way into whatever the new things are for us, whether that's at school or at work or joining a new club or being part of a community, going into whatever new things, I want us to remember the most important things are remembering the ways we are connected to the people that we love and keeping our hearts open to making new connections too new places, new ways, new people and beings that our hearts are going to be connected to. That is what we are about. We remember that with, I carry you in my heart. I carry your heart. I carry it in my heart. Wherever we go, we are connected. Amen. Apparently, you get my kids this morning, too. I know, this is very silly. This is our time when we remember that parenting is not a solo act, nor is being in community. This is a collective practice. We strengthen the web by giving and receiving. And this morning, we strengthen the web of our summer camp, which we offer as a donation, um, an optional donation practice, but costs significantly more than our donation raises. So help us make that possible. Help us strengthen the web by giving boldly now.
We offer a special blessing this morning, a blessing for all of our children and youth, for their parents and grandparents and chosen family, for all of our teachers and assistants, for all our bus drivers, our cafeteria and building and office staff, for everyone who is heading off to school tomorrow or last week or very soon. So kids and youth, I want you to do something very special right now. I want you to put on your backpacks if you brought them. And I want all of you to stand up on your pews. <laughs> do it, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. The offering next week covers the pew repairs. <laughs> so your adults may tell you, this is an important note, your adults may tell you to never stand on the pews, and every other day we want you to listen to them. But right now, whether you're standing or not, I want you to find a way to look all around this room. So without falling down, look all the way around this room. See all the faces who are looking up at you. See how many faces, how many can you count? How many faces are there looking up at you? You can't even count. You can just feel it, just feel it in your heart. So I want you to know all of the people in this room, everyone looking up at you, people you know and people you don't know, I want you to know that they love you. They love you, okay? They will be with you on the bus and in the hallway and the lunchroom and the playground and the classrooms. They will be with you, each of them, each person you see here, looking for moments of sanctuary just like you, striving to be braver and more loving and cheering you on. So all of these people and so many more are with you now and always. I want you to memorize this moment. Take it in and remember it so you can come back to it whenever you need it. And we're going to pray with our eyes open so we can take it all in. Spirit of life and love, be with our children as they journey out from us. Help them to feel the invisible strings that keep us connected, our hearts to their hearts. Fill them with courage and strength. Show them the way to tenderness, to growth, and to change. Help them to tell the truth about who they are without being afraid. Help them to feel the love that is all around them wherever they are. And when they speak, remind us to listen. Remind us that we can tug on this invisible string of love that connects us one to the other always. Help us care for each other everywhere we are, everywhere we go. Spirit of life and love, visible and invisible, help us remember that even when we are apart, we are never alone. Amen.
You can hop down off your pews if you want. I know, nice job. Kids and adults are, who are heading back to school in any way, I invite you to make your way up to the front of the sanctuary. We have a gift for you to tuck into your backpack, your lunchbox, your briefcase, your bowling bag, whatever. Come get your gift. And once you've received it, head back to your families. But if you were at summer camp this week, we invite you to stay up here. Come on up to help us teach the grown-ups something a little bit later on. Kids aren't the only ones who need to remember that we are connected all the time, everywhere. So I invite anybody who lives out in the world, which is, you know, all of us, if you'd like to participate, I invite you to come forward and receive one of these gifts to remind you of the connections that keep us all connected to each other. If you need us to bring you one of these hearts, just raise a hand and someone will bring you one of them, but everyone, you are invited to come forward and get a heart. And if you're connected with our community through the World Wide Web, we want you a part of the blessing as well. Visit tinyurl.com slash backpackblessing23. It'll show up in the chat. And if you click through that and give us your name and address, we'll make sure your gift gets on its way to you, wherever you are. Did, ev did everyone who wanted a gift, uh, a heart, get one? Does anyone need one? You need one? You have one. Oh, that's a nice one. Is anybody? Okay. Excellent. I think we're about to learn a song. We are about to learn a song. If you were at day camp this week, you already know this song, and you can come up and help us lead it, okay? So what's this song? You've got a... Uh, where? Go on your go on your way in peace. So we learned this song not only singing, we also learned what to go along with it. Hand motions. So our fabulous youth staff, give it up for our youth staff. Woo! They're in the aisles, and they're going to be doing the motions. And our campers up here are going to be doing the motions, too. Are you ready? Two, three, four. You've got a light, a light inside you. Go on your way in 
Just the campers? Can we do it? Can you be? You've done it before. Can we be? Can we be really loud? One, two, three, four. You've got a light. A light inside you. Go on your way, please. Good job. Shine that light. A light inside you. Go on your way, please. The world is waiting. Nice job. In the hopes of another day, she will carry you safely. together and then you can teach the people next to you head on back to your seats one of the things I said we do in particular in community is say hello and welcome each other in and then also when it is time we say goodbye too so this morning it is with both hearts full of gratitude and also with grief that we say goodbye to Franco Holder, who has been our pianist here for almost six years. Franco, absolutely. Right on. Franco has been our pianist, he has accompanied our choir, he has led our children's choir, he has been with us through many Christmas pageants. Yeah. He has taught piano to some of you out there. He has brought beauty and care and so much skill to us and we are incredibly grateful, Franco. Franco, you, you don't know this, um, uh, and I hope it embarrasses you in the best way. 
but when I was living in Ann Arbor, Michigan, and the call came to move uh, to Minneapolis, I was deciding, uh, I was deciding, uh, discerning with good friends and colleagues whether or not uh, to move here. And consistently, every single time, the, when people saw the online videos for First Universalist, the first thing they wanted to say is, that pianist is something else, don't you think? <laughs> I think they were speaking of your sense of artistry and sensibility, your sensitivity at the piano. There's a, there's a friendship that you have with the instrument that, uh, that we all benefit from. You also have been um, a, a strong support of this congregation, of this community in times of great change. Um, it's no it is no, I cannot overstate this. The musicians of our churches are the reasons that our thriving churches are thriving. They're at the foundation of what kept us together through this pandemic. <clears throat> so we thank you for the vitality that, you've, uh, that, that you have invested uh, with us. And personally, as a black musician, uh, I appreciate, I don't take it for granted, the opportunity in a Unitarian Universalist setting in 2023 to be partners uh, as an artist with, um, with another artist um, who understands blackness in, in the lived way. In this way, we have, um, we have uh, bonded through music, we've bonded through personhood, and I wish you well in your next endeavors. I wish you well in your whole damn life. Some love with you that will continue to grow in all that is ahead with you. We're going to sing this last one to Franco, okay? You, you ready? The song is Where You Go, I Will Go. I think some people know it, yes? Okay, okay. If you don't know it, somebody next to you is probably going to teach it to you. Yeah, campers, sing out loud. Help us sing it to Franco. Where 
Thank you, Franco. Hey, y'all, I have delightful news. There's a puppet show coming up. No, a real puppet show. It's, gonna, it's coming up at 11.30, just outside here. I have more delightful news. In a, ooh, I don't have that news to offer. I'm so, I, but in a couple of weeks is our annual water communion service. And I'm telling you this now so you can prepare. The water can come from anywhere that's connected to you, your sink or a favorite lake. But bring a little bit of water. We're going to combine them as a sign and a ritual of our community. Remember, water communion is in two weeks. Water communion is in two weeks. Two weeks? Two weeks? Really? Oh, yeah. Bagels and puppets in half an hour. Bagels and puppets in... All right, but all, now and always, my friends, go in peace. Thanks for listening. If you've been comforted or inspired by this podcast, please consider supporting our ministry. Podcasts are free to download, but they cost money to make. Visit firstuniversalistchurch.org donate to make your gift. We'd love for you to join us in person or online on Sunday mornings. To learn more, visit us online at firstuniversalistchurch.org.